What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Dual Sense Podcast. This is episode 52. This is our one year anniversary. I'm one of your co hosts, the Matthew McConaughey of PlayStation Podcasts. All right. My name's Jason, and I'm joined as always by your co host, Travis, also known as John Cena's ball bag. <laughs> Travis, how are you doing tonight? Doing fine. I was going to give you a hard time about not sending me the podcast notes because you sent me a Kojima tinfoil hat conspiracy link, but it turns out that I didn't know how to work the email and it was there the whole time. Uh-huh. It was an attachment. But it turns out you can't get the fucking podcast to record, so we're even. That's correct. That's <laughs> correct. I uh, I don't know what happened. I, I just about broke this laptop in two. Mm-hmm. It was really pissing me off. But I think coincidentally enough, once the computer started working again, Windows popped up and said that it had finished running a virus scan. So oh. that always messes everything up. So thank you for that, Bill Gates. Yeah, we've got to run a virus scan so your computer will, will act like it has a virus. <laughs> Basically. Every time, right? Well, anything else good tonight or not much to report on your end or what? No, not much to report. All the dads in the neighborhood have been trying to get their yard really green. They've been out there watering. Um, today, mm. James is out there working on a sprinkler system. Two dads yesterday were in the were in their driveway pointing at the grass and talking. So, you know, it's just a big dad off around here. I understand. I went out this evening after dinner and watered my garden and pulled okay. uh, pulled pulled the weeds out of my out of my garden and mm-hmm. you know just taking care of it it's my baby so what a day you know it's just what a day to be alive i know it's a, it was a full day today it's tough so now here i am doing a podcast with you and uh, travis for the uninitiated or the noobs we are a weekly podcast where you and i get together and we discuss all the news and rumors new game releases and a little bit more in the world of playstation you can find us every Monday on all of the usual podcast services around the world, as well as YouTube. If you prefer to listen there, at the DualSense Podcast on YouTube. We also post game streams and clips there as well on occasion. And last but not least, if you guys want to talk with us or reach out to us, you can find us on the Twitter at the DualSense Pod. And we love talking with you guys on there. We'd love to engage with you. And without further ado, Tell me what you've been playing the past week. Well, I randomly decided to make a new Youth Academy uh, file save with uh, Nashville in the MLS. I got bored of that in about two days. So mm. I, remade, I made a new one with Stevenage, and um, it actually enjoyed a lot better. I've, I've been simulating all the games until I get enough youth guys that it's worth my time, and I'm like in, I think I'm in second to last right now. I finally got comfortable enough last night to where I think I can actually play some games and try to make a comeback for the playoff league. What do they call it? League two playoff. So anyway, um, uh-huh. I got some big Fookers. Nice. I got a six foot five wing back, six foot seven center back, six foot two winger, Jesus and a six Christ. foot two striker. So I got some big Fookers. Um, <laughs> you got the biggest Fookers. Because nice. my Kilman Rock team, they're all tiny. Well, I say they're all tiny. They're all like five seven to five eight to maybe 510 those are the tallest ones i have mm-hmm. but anyway i like having just these big fucking goons out there and like my winger will just will just truck i played a game last night and I, he just trucked a guy i was like all right <laughs> I, can, I can get into this um but other than that um, always i've just been playing chivalry too mm. not the first one the second one mm-hmm. 
you know, today we were talking earlier, there's been a litany of reviews and it's mm-hmm. been getting great reviews. Mm-hmm. It is a blast. It is. It, it shows you that, that these games don't need a campaign. I'm not sure how a campaign would make that game any better than it is. Agreed. Like like one of the like one of the reviews say like you spawn and you're going headlong into your death and it's fun it's a blast so I think that this might be uh, platinum number two uh oh I think we can do it you're gonna have to help me we have to kill each other with bread thirteen times <laughs> the baker's dozen and then there's one where you have to get fifty kills and I don't know how the fuck I'm gonna do that but you know mm-hmm. that might be the one I don't get I might be stuck like one trophy short forever. But um, that wouldn't be the first time I've left the game a couple of trophies short. Uh huh. Anyway, so <laughs> like the division too. Yep. And and the division. Mm. Fuck the division. They they tweeted out earlier. Chivalry two tweeted out their roadmap. Yes. And there's a couple of cool things I wanted to hit you with. So, mm-hmm. console server browser is supposed to be patch number two. So right now we're playing with console and PC players. So I presume we'll be able to only play with console players. That would be an option. Mm-hmm. Auto balance is definitely an issue. Sometimes uh, we've been on both ends of that. I know last night we beat the fuck out of a team. Last night I died once yes. in team deathmatch, and we beat mm-hmm. them. I mean, beat their fucking brains in. And then we played another match where the the opposite happened, and <laughs> it was miserable. Correct. Anyway, so some pretty cool things here. Just some things I wanted to touch on. Xbox Series S is running at thirty FPS instead of sixty. That's weird. <laughs> Real weird. Uh, surprise there. Um, we can initiate kicks eventually. Um, obviously there's some new game modes, arrow uh-huh. cam that we're both excited about. But my favorite thing uh, on yeah. this whole list uh-huh. is on the future update list is horses. Yes, cannot <laughs> wait you. for horses. It's going to be amazing <laughs> because you you know 100 percent you're going to be able to start a map on your horse and you're going to be able to slice somebody's head off just right off the top. Uh, yeah, and you know that somebody's going to skewer you from the other end. Mm. it's it's gonna be hilarious so anyway that that's been a blast i love that game it's so much fun yes it's um when you get the parries right and the and the blocks and this that and the other you know now that you pointed out to me today that some of the classes have different health levels that that should make things a little bit easier in in my brain at least because it just seems like sometimes i'm dying so fast but it makes more sense you know if if I'm a knight and I'm going up against a guy like a vanguard. It makes sense. Like he's going to have more armor. He's also got more reach. It's going to take more for me to kill him than him to kill me. So right. that, that all suddenly makes sense now. I didn't think it was that realistic, but um, anyway, it is. And then the other thing we played was Operation Tango. That's correct. Which I got to say is, is a lot more fun than I expected. 100%. It's one of those things that once you get going on it, it's hard to stop. Like, <laughs> Yeah. It's a, it's it's like it's really just a co-op puzzler is really what it is. I mean hands yes. down. But it's like it's challenging enough that it keeps you interested and like the little mini games are like interesting enough that it's hard to you don't really know what the other person's doing at all. So no. Especially your first playthrough, you have no idea what the other person is seeing, so it makes it so much harder to communicate what's going on and what you're looking for and you know you're some of those things are timed. You have two minutes to do this and we're trying to like, you know, fix the train before it crashes. And it's just like, I don't know. It's a blast. It's fun though. I agree. I, so like you said, we've, we've both been playing that game together. Uh, well, we played it last weekend. Uh, we haven't played it in the middle of the week because you made a very good point today that that, that is a weekend game. 
<laughs> and the reason why that is a weekend game is because when we played it, I don't remember. I don't remember if it was last Friday or Saturday, but you and I started playing it at about eleven, and we said, "Oh, so we did a mission, and then we were done at like eleven forty-five with the first one, maybe." And we said, "Well, let's do one more." Well, we ended mm-hmm. up playing the game till about two fifteen in the morning. <laughs> we did like four missions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that to me is the mark of a very good game. Of course, I went into it with no expectations. It was mm-hmm. the free PlayStation Plus game on PS5 this month, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, that's also a game that you and I are going to go for the Platinum on. It's very achievable. Mm-hmm. You just essentially have to play through the game as you know, both the agent one time and then the hacker one time is essentially what you have to do. So it's very attainable. So we'll, we'll get that as well. Hopefully we can play some of that this weekend. But mm-hmm. uh, then, like you said, also played Chivalry two with you as well i i can't say enough good things about the game like i can't pimp it or evangelize (laughs) it any more than i already have like ign gave it a 9 out of 10 playstation universe gave it a 10 out of 10 their Mm -hmm. first of the year and they said that it was their early contender for game of the year and it's a only multiplayer medieval fighting game yeah it's (laughs) just a battle battle royale it's just I, it's just so good. There's no, I don't, I can't, there's nothing. I was thinking about it today. Like I don't have anything bad to say about the game. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I can't think of one thing I don't like about it. The only thing I got mad about was I was trying to jump last night and I couldn't jump and I got killed. I was like, fucking let me jump. That was the mm-hmm. only thing that happened. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Yeah. You can't mount or mantle things. Like there's no jumping over an obstacle. I mean, you can jump over an obstacle, but like if you walk up to a barricade, you're not like climbing over it like Call of Duty. So. That is a slight annoyance, I guess, but I love that game. And then the last thing I played this week, I played some more Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I don't have much more to report about that game other than it's gorgeous, of course, and the gunplay and combat is still excellent. It's the best part of the game, in my opinion, especially with the controller. So I uh, look forward to continuing on with that. I'm not going to get the Platinum in that game, it's a it's a good it's a really good game, but I don't I don't have the urge to get the platinum in that game, so I'll just finish it and uh, move on, be done with it. So that's pretty much it for me. I don't I didn't mean to cut you off. Was that all you were playing? Did you race it all this week or no? No, um, I slept through my race <laughs> okay. Sunday. Um, like four four <laughs> like like four people were signed up out of the league, and like I'm not gonna. I'm oh. not going to race with four people. It's miserable. Like, that's not a league. Yeah. It's just, it, it's miserable because I've been on both sides of this. You know, you make one mistake and then you're driving for 40 minutes by yourself. Yeah. Right. Or they make a mistake and you're just, you're, you're ahead by like six laps for 40 minutes. I've done both of those and neither of them are particularly fun. So sure. at least when you have 20 guys, like, yeah, you might make a mistake, but you're, there's always back markers you can catch or midfield like there's always something there you can play with your strategy or whatever but with four guys like man you know if two of them decide to just draft each other within you know 15 minutes they're going to be so far ahead of you if the other guy wants to battle and not draft it's it's just pointless so no i I won't i probably won't do it this week either i gotcha well that's all right sometimes you just need to take a step back well with that let's jump into the news here we have a a lot to get to again this week. If you remember, those of you out there in podcast land, we only covered the first part of E3 last week. So Wednesday through Friday, or E3 really, and Summer Game Fest as well. So we're picking back up with Saturday's news 
and then through the rest of the week. So here we go. Number one, on Saturday, we got to see the Ubisoft Ford event, Travis, and they revealed a number of PlayStation-relevant items as well here. Maybe the most important thing that we saw was Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, which was revealed for the PlayStation 5 from Ubisoft Massive, the team behind the Division series. It is a first-person open-world RPG that will launch at some point in 2022. We also saw Rainbow Six Extraction, which got the name change as we discussed last week. It got a lengthy gameplay demo featuring three-player co-op, and we learned that it will launch on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 on September the 16th. We also got to see Open World Extreme Sports sandbox game Riders Republic, uh, which also got a gameplay trailer of some great length, and it will launch on PS4 and PS5 on September the 2nd. Then we saw a new trailer for Far Cry 6, and the game's post-launch content was also revealed, which includes the ability to play as the villains from Far Cry's 3 through 5. Ubisoft also announced that Assassin's Creed Valhalla will get its own Discovery Tour mode sometime this fall, and the game's second expansion, The Siege of Paris, will also release this summer. And finally, it was also announced that content support for the game will extend well into 2022, the first time for an Assassin's Creed game that content will go into year two. Watch Dogs Legion's expansion Bloodline featuring Aiden Pierce from the first game was also announced to be releasing on July the 6th. And then a couple of other minor announcements from Ubisoft. Just a Dance 2022 will release this November on PS4 and PS5. And then finally, a new version of Rocksmith called Rocksmith Plus was revealed, and it is a subscription-style service coming soon to PS4 and PS5. Okay, anything here that uh, piqued your interest? You know, I thought Just Dance was dead like three years ago, and they just keep coming back with one every year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rocksmith is really cool if you want to learn how to play guitar. It's, um, it's, it's like, literally, it's, it's Guitar Hero with a guitar. You just plug in your USB from your whatever your electric acoustic or your electric guitar so it's pretty sweet how that how that works um yes if you're bored and want to try it it's pretty cool um, i was going to ask you about far cry 6 and the evil and, and the ability to play as these villains like yeah i'm not sure what the draw is to me from the perspective of of how you play the game like mm-hmm. literally how you play the game like you're you're in first person so like right playing with characters only really works for me if i'm in third person like if you could play a sully or uh whatever you know you could change characters on arkham knight like that would be more interesting to me like if i'm in first person and all i can see are my hands it doesn't really matter to me if i'm the guy that worked for tuco on better call Saul. Hmm. yeah voss yeah voss it just doesn't do it for me but but yeah i understand some people that might be a big thing for them the the game that i'm most excited or most interested in i guess is rainbow six extraction but the three-player co-op that sounds fun because i have two other friends that have playstations so that would be fun but the thing is is it's yeah. coming out in september and we're gonna have call of duty you're gonna have battlefield around that time like it seems like a bad time for ubisoft to release that game because they're yeah. going up against two franchises that you know are going to sell well like the like cod and battlefield can sell independently of each other i know they're in the same market but i don't i don't really know how much they necessarily affect each other i know they like to act like they do but i mean they're different games and mm-hmm. me and you've played them both most of our friends have played them both like it's just what you're in the mood for so yeah i don't know how rainbow six fits into that i mean you could make that same argument for them but if you're going to drop if you're already dropping 120 150 if you're buying the special edition 
two hundred dollars for those two games. Are you going to spend it on another first person shooter? I don't know. Yeah, so I that's, mean, that's my question there. Yeah, that's totally fair. I so in regards to that, I think that not only what you're saying, but the other thing worth pointing out with extraction is so within one month of each other. Okay, we're getting Rainbow Six Extraction. We're getting Back for Blood. Oh, which, yeah. is a, which is a similar style game with zombies. Mm-hmm. And then we're also getting the World War Z Aftermath update, mm-hmm. um, which is like a re-release on PS4. Right. But they did say that they're not going to release the PS5 version until early 2022. But still, within a month of each other, you're getting all three of those games, all co-op shooting zombie aliens and extraction standpoint, all the same type of game. Mm-hmm. So you have that, and then you roll right into, you said, like you said, Battlefield. And not to mention, for me, more importantly, on October the seventh, we get Far Cry Six, which is oh, also yeah. a, which is also a co-op. And we should get first Death person Loop. shooter. Death Loop yeah, at some point in that in that time frame. Yeah, we'll have Death Loop. If I remember right, Death Loop will come out the the day after Extraction. I think Death Loop's the seventeenth. Is that what it the, is? Maybe it's, the, I it's remember. the same. Yeah, it's the same week for sure. It's either the fourteenth or the seventeenth. I don't know. Same week, but I mean, it's just a lot. For a market that's already crowded. It's not like it's a racing game. Like, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The fall is going to be packed anyway. But yeah, I think even that, a horror game would be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the game's going to, I think the, the game's going to sell fine because Rainbow Six Siege players, are, which are millions, are right. going to buy it, are going to buy it probably. But um, really, um, other, other than Far Cry, but I am interested in the game. We'll say that. We'll see how it reviews. But Far Cry 6, really, um, I'm way more interested in. Right. I'm really looking forward to co-oping it with you and John. And then the other, the the only other thing that really stood out to me of all these games was Riders Republic. I thought actually that was the best game that they showed. Um, to me, that looks awesome. I enjoyed the Steep game, which is the same studio working on this, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed the first person camera, like downhill mountain biking and all that stuff. It like it looks yeah. it looks really awesome. So that mountain biking footage looked awesome. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. They're they're going they're going to be doing a beta before release, so I'm going to check out the beta and see if it's any good, and then kind of go from there. Which, as we talked about last week, is a perfectly okay thing to do. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. Depending on the game, <laughs> especially Battlefield, you know, uh-huh. you never know with them. You never know with dice. <laughs> You're right. Uh, and then I guess we do need to say something about Avatar. First of all, I'm, I have zero interest in playing an Avatar game. <laughs> Mm-hmm. on ps5 it's the only thing that i guess gives me a modicum of if you want to call it like cursory interest is the fact that ubisoft massive is doing it and they did the division games which i bo- oh. which i love both of that's not what i thought you were going to say oh okay what did you think i was going to say blue people give you erections <laughs> just a, I, don't, I didn't know where you were going with it. Uh, no, I mean not all, not usually, but I mean mm-hmm. you never know. So um, anyway, I don't have any interest in that game. When the movie's fine, whatever. Um, I assume they're gonna. This means they're gonna release the sequel next that's year. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's pretty much foregone conclusion. Those are gonna be in the same year at the very least. But whatever. So yeah, it's not James, for me. But I, I don't need these movies from James Cameron. I don't need these games. He can just keep you know, looking for lost shipwrecks or whatever on Discovery Channel, it's fine. Right. But uh, excited for Far Cry and, um, you know, keeping my eye on Riders Republic. Number two, Travis, on Sunday, moving on here, we got to see Xbox and Bethesda's showcase, which, 
included a lot of PlayStation-relevant information as well. For starters, Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl, got a new gameplay trailer and was announced to be releasing on April 28th of 2022 on Xbox. But PlayStation players won't have to wait too long to play the game as leaked documents from the Apple vs. Epic Games trial revealed that the game is only a three-month Xbox exclusive, meaning that we'll most likely get the game late in the year next year on PS5. We also got a new Back for Blood gameplay trailer, which really is of no consequence, as you can see from Travis's interest. And then we also got the first gameplay trailer for Battlefield 2042. In addition to a Psychonauts 2 gameplay trailer, which will launch on PS4 and PS5 in August. And then Fallout 76 brought a new trailer for a new update called Still Rain. And they also teased the fu- a future expansion into Pennsylvania called The Pit. Hmm. We also learned that learned that Diablo 2 Resurrected will release on September the 23rd, and they showed a new trailer for that. And then we got an announcement for A Plague Tale Requiem, which is the sequel to A Plague Tale Innocence, and it will release sometime next year on PlayStation 5. And then we got another Far Cry 6 trailer, as if we didn't have enough already, <laughs> Travis. We also learned that Doom Eternal will get a native PlayStation 5 version on June 29th, featuring a performance mode, a balanced mode, and a ray tracing mode. And then uh, developer Munfish also also showed a new trailer for their post-apocalyptic first-person shooter, Atomic Heart, but we still don't have a release date for that game, although it's tentatively scheduled for this year sometime. And finally, we saw a new trailer, an announcement that Sukunin spiritual successor Ayudin Chronicle 100 Heroes will launch in 2023, and that a companion game called Ayudin Chronicle Rising, which is a town-building action RPG set in the same universe, will launch in 2022. So let's let's stop there and talk about Xbox and Bethesda before we move on to Square Enix. What uh, what did you think? Anything here from Xbox or Bethesda that stood out? I got well three things. The the I'll start at number three. Mm-hmm. One being the most interested. So this town builder you just talked about, I think that's interesting. Yeah. It's definitely, I think it's interesting. That's the right word for it. Um, and that's about as far as it went with me. Um, Psychonauts 2 made me think of the song Psycho Killer by the Talking Heads, which I then went and listened to. So that was great. <laughs> I enjoyed that a lot. I haven't heard that in a while. So shout out to those guys. Um, uh-huh. Hopefully their next game will remind me of another song I forgot about. And the biggest and most interesting and only important thing was the Battlefield trailer. Yes. It was fucking kick-ass. Like, if we had the Seven Nation Army song at the beginning, like Cod had that one time, oh, yeah. I would be like, ba 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 boner <laughs> Like, that's what I would do. <laughs> and we, like, the, the, the levelation looked interesting. There wasn't a lot of levelation. Like, as much as they talked about how much these levels were going to be, like, destructive and customizable with all of your weapons and stuff it, it you didn't really show a whole lot of that but the terrain right. you could see the terrain deform around the tires um they did the classic battlefield thing where like a guy's you know puts his c4 on an atv and he drives it to a helicopter his buddy ghost rides it to a helicopter and he blows it up like <laughs> yeah they showed you some only battlefield moments um which is classic battlefield yeah. in their in their trailers the the weather looked phenomenal, like the tornado was sucking you in, but then you could see people like flying inside the tornado with their parachutes. So it looks like you know, you could use the weather to your advantage in some situations. Um I don't know if you if you saw like on the mini map down below, there was like, you know, A one, A two or whatever. There are multiple A's. Yes, I did. 
So I don't know, stuff like that I thought was interesting. It just, it looked really good and looked really clean. If you um, there's a couple of places you could watch the a 4K version of the trailer if you have a setup oh. that can run that, and it's you can check that out. you can legitimately tell the difference between 1080 and 4K. Like when you just watch the trailer back to back, like it's yeah. so much cleaner and everything looks so much more polished. So anyway, it's definitely like that was the only reason to watch on Sunday. <laughs> nice. I'm gonna have to check that out. I forgot to to uh, look at the 4K version of that because everything's always like 1080p compressed whenever they do a stream. Jack Fags has one if you want to watch it. Okay, I will. Um, so for me, I'll just work my way down here of things that interested me. Stalker Two looks awesome. That that is a beautiful game. Um, I'm I'm glad that it's coming to PS5 eventually. That looks like that looks cool. Don't know anything about the first one, but this one looks looks very cool. Uh, and then down the list here, Battlefield 2042. Ah, uh, can't wait. I don't have anything to add really from what Travis said. That just cemented my pre-order confidence in my pre-order. <laughs> That's all it did for me, really. And then moving down on down here, I am interested in the Atomic Heart. FPS game that's still somewhat mysterious, but there's a lot of gameplay out there about it. We know what the game is, but we still don't know when it's coming, but I'm keeping my eye on that one as well. And then the last one here, I will let you in on it with something. I I backed this Ayudin Chronicle game on Kickstarter, just on a whim, hmm. because it was like one of the most popular Kickstarters of all time for video games. And it that's right. It looks very interesting. I, I've never played a game quite like that, but I wanted to see what it's about. So anyway, let's move on to Square Enix here, which there's not really a whole, whole lot, but here we go. Square Enix showed us developer Eidos Montreal's new project, which is Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, a single-player, third-person action-adventure game where you play as Star-Lord alongside Rocket Raccoon, Groot, Drax, and Gamora. What about Sodom? Right. It releases on October the 26th for PS4 and PS5. We then saw Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin, which was announced from developer Team Ninja. The game was has a Soulsborne-style gameplay and will release sometime in 2022 exclusively for PS4 and PS5. There's a demo available right now. Action RPG Babylon's Fall reappeared and got a new gameplay trailer, but still no release date. And we now know that that game is a live-service multiplayer game coming to ps4 and ps5 marvel's avengers black panther expansion called war for wakanda received a gameplay trailer and it will be added to the game sometime in august on ps4 and ps5 life is strange remastered collection was announced to release on september 30th on ps4 and finally the next game in the series life is strange true colors got a new gameplay trailer as well all right anything from square enix that interested you nope there. I think I think I think Guardians of the Galaxy could be interesting if it's like uh Kingdom Hearts. I think that could have a little bit of run there if it's kind of you know what I mean? Like Yeah. That's kind of what I was picturing in my head as with all the characters, but I'm sure it's nothing like that. Yeah. Uh Square Enix's show was awful. Other than Guardians of the Galaxy, really. Like if they didn't have Guardians of the Galaxy, it would be maybe one of the worst E three shows ever. Was that the one where they were basically just blowing each other in a circle? what the square enix one yeah where they were just like oh we did so great you guys are great in your studio like, but oh, oh, no oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no that wasn't the, <laughs> that wasn't this one that wasn't no. this one. 
It must have been 2K. That that was take two. Oh, that was, was take, take two, two. Right? So Sorry. yeah, two. So yeah, 2K Rockstar. That was that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. The only thing really that I'm interested in keeping my eye on from this one is Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm not a Marvel guy, really. I've never seen any of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. None of that. None, none of that. But this game, this game does look somewhat interesting. Yeah. Probably won't play it unless it's like a 10 or a 9, like 90 on Metacritic or something. And even then, I'd probably get it on sale. But it, it seems like guardians of the galaxy meets mass effect is basically what that looked like to me so mm. and i've never played mass effect either you've uh you've never said a more true statement that you aren't a marvels guy i mean you like dc because it's it's for sad bastards it absolutely <laughs> is for sad <laughs> that's bastards that's why i love batman so much i i started a couple of weeks ago i'm HBO Max has all, not all of, a big majority of the Batman animated movies on there. So uh-huh. I started, I started watching them in order. I started with Ma- uh, Batman: Mask of the Phantasm or Fat Phantasma, yeah, whatever. The, no. That movie with Anastasia. Yes. No, no, but uh, it was good. It's, it's a good movie. I, I love Batman. That's my sad bastard, homie. Yeah, well, he gets to eat out. He gets to eat out some cat pussy. So maybe. <laughs> Oh, that that was cracking me up this week. I loved every second of that. <laughs> it didn't make any. I got online and Batman's trending. I thought, oh, maybe we're getting another movie, and it's like, no, Robert Pattinson update. No, he's he's going down on Catwoman. <laughs> like, of course he is. Why would he not? Dude, every bit of that this week cracked me up. Like everybody was just talking about eating Catwoman out for mm-hmm. like forty eight hours on Twitter. It was so weird. I don't know what we did before the internet. <laughs> Actually, I know exactly what we did. We used to have to get our internet on a CD in the mail or at the gas station. All right. Number three. New insight on PlayStation's partnership with with developer Deviation Games came to light this week through interviews with websites GameIndustry.biz and Eurogamer. Studio co-founder Dave Anthony told Game Industry that partnering with Sony afforded them years worth of financial security from day one. The developer has also gained access to Sony Interactive Entertainment infrastructure and staff, including producers to support development of their new IP, art services, analytics, and IT support, as examples. Head of PlayStation Studios Herman Holst told Eurogamer that the partnership partnership began about a year and a half ago and that Deviation's new PlayStation-exclusive title is tr- a AAA-level game, which is, quote-unquote, a little while out. All right. Any thoughts on this? I know, I know he's, I know Dave is just talking about like, Dave, what's up, buddy? I know he's just talking about like, <laughs> look at all the tools we have. Like, PlayStation's been awesome to work with. This has been a great partnership. But all I'm hearing is like, there's no reason this game should be bad. So right. I feel like he's putting a lot of weight on himself by opening up and saying, this is, I mean, this is just my perspective. Like, if I'm opening up like that to somebody, I'm also putting pressure on myself on the back end of that. Like, yeah, I have all yeah. the stuff. It's amazing, but also like I have no excuse to to, to fail. So yeah. that being said, um, it kind of raises the expectations a little bit because being a partnership or being a, having a partnership versus having a partnership and access to all the stuff is is a different thing. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I the basically what I took from this is hey, here we are. We're not a first party studio, but Sony is basically treating us like we're a first party studio right. and they right, gave, right. they gave us so much money that we're good. And <laughs> you know, they own the IP. We're making it for them. That's basically what I took from this. 
this game is probably, we probably won't see this game until 2024 at the earliest. But the weird thing about all this is that, you know, typically, typically even when a studio gets announced or whatever, like at the very least, you can say what type of game you're making. You know, like, oh, we're, we're deviation. We're making a co-op open world first person sci-fi shooter. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they can at least give us that. None mm-hmm. of these studios have been able to do that. So right. well, it's the blue block, it's the blue box standard. <laughs> right, dude. We're gonna get into that. <laughs> I can't wait. I've oh. Uh so it's been that way with Haven. It's been that way with well, we know Firewalk is making a multiplayer game. I believe they did admit that much. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a start for, for God's sake. But yeah, but it was vague still. It's vague. Like at least they should be able to tell us what type of game they're making. Uh, in my opinion, I don't know. It's been weird, but it. I think that Sony is putting this stuff out there to drum up excitement to say, "Hey, you know, we we know all these shots are getting fired from Microsoft, but just don't worry, we've got stuff in the works too. We've got all these exclusive games coming from the second party with these new teams, with all these people who've made." high-level games like Call of Duty Black Ops, like Assassin's Creed, you know, all the shit. So I think that's the point that they're trying to make, but whether they're doing it very eloquently is another conversation. Right. Perhaps. I feel like it's 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 showing you that, or what they're saying is, hey, this is going to be a longer burn. Like, second half of yeah. this life cycle, we're going to be hitting you with, like, all kinds of stuff from different directions. Like, be yeah. ready for it, you know? Yeah, I think you're right. Number four. Bethesda Softworks head of global marketing Pete Hines apologized for future Bethesda games becoming exclusive to Xbox and PC in, in an interview with GameSpot. Hines told the website, quote, if you're a big fan of stuff we make and it is no longer available on your platform, I totally understand if you are unhappy or pissed or whatever. I get it. Those are all real feelings and frustrations. I don't know how to, to allay the fears and concerns of PS5 fans other than other than to say, well, I'm a PS5 player as well, and I've played games on that console, and there's games that I'm going to continue to play on it. But if you want to play Starfield, it's on PC and Xbox, end quote. What do you make of this? I didn't feel like he had to make a comment at all. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. and We all understand why they made that move. To, you know, to, for exclusivity on the Xbox and PC, I don't think it's people that are whinging and moaning. I get it; it does suck, especially you know, Starfield looked awesome for a lot of people. I get it, but you know, like he says, it is what it is, and I, I don't really think that he owes anybody an apology. But you know, that's nice of him, I guess, to to say that. Yeah, he 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 did not need to say that or have to say this. Like, it wasn't necessary. There's nothing to apologize for. It's business people reasonable reasonable people will understand i mean playstation fans really can't bitch about this because this is how things go like xbox players who have never owned a playstation haven't got to play the last of us they haven't got to play uncharted they haven't got to play god of war they haven't got to play ghost of tsushima they haven't got to play ratchet and clank they haven't got to play spider-man like it's okay like we have our stuff and they have their stuff and at the end of the day if xbox players want to play that shit they have to buy a playstation and if i decide that i want to play starfield then i'm gonna to have to buy an xbox you know and it is what it is so i don't think there's anything to apologize for i think they he could have just skipped this but maybe he's just being nice or maybe he's rubbing our noses in it but i mean either way it's it's not that big of a deal in my opinion it's 
just the way the cookie crumbles. And I mean, I will say the Xbox and Bethesda showcase was really good. I thought, I thought that they, you know, Bethesda specifically, I thought showed a lot of stuff that was, was cool. Like Starfield looks cool. Like, I mean, it is what it is, but anyway, number five, industry analysts, the NPD group released their May sales data this week and the top selling software on PS4 and PS5 was as follows. Number one was Resident Evil Village, followed by MLB The Show 21 at number two, which is also number two overall, regardless of platform. Number three was Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Four was Returnal, which was number seven overall. Five was Spider-Man Miles Morales, which was 11 overall. Six was Mortal Kombat 11. Seven was Biomutant. Eight was Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Nine was It Takes Two. And ten was Assassin's Creed. Valhalla. Any thoughts? Absolutely nothing surprising me on that list. Biomutant yeah. seems a little high to me, but I understand completely. Uh, it seems high to me because I don't, I don't, usually when I see games, I can see why it would be interesting. Um, when I looked at Biomutant, I, I can kind of see why it's interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. But nothing there really surprised me. It takes two. It, mm-hmm. you know, not that I'm surprised that it's at nine, but. It's interesting to see it up there to me. Uh, to when they announced how many players they had on their servers, that that surprised me more than anything. But that lines up with yeah. it being number nine. So, I think that Returnal actually is doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, in my in my opinion, you know, four for the month of May, mm-hmm. which is which is a uh, very good. Uh, it's in very very good company. Seven overall, regardless of platform. I think that's pretty strong for that game. Um, Spider-Man Miles Morales has extremely long legs here. We're seven months after launch and it's still five overall or five on PlayStation and 11 overall. It's pretty awesome. And then, uh, Biomutant, that, that's not bad, I guess, for a team of 20 or 30 people, whatever. So Mm -hmm. nothing really surprising there, but that seems like pretty good news for Returnal. We'll see how June shakes out with Ratchet and being in the fold now. Number six, Travis, we also have a lot of news nuggets here. Feel free to join me with your thoughts wherever possible, wherever you feel the, the need. First nugget, website Bloomberg reported that PSVR 2 will use Samsung OLED display panels and that Sony plans to launch the new headset in the 2022 holiday season. It's pretty much lines up with kind of what we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. My My thought has always been that they would Give us a give us a full reveal of PSVR two sometime this year with plans to launch it sometime next year. So I think that makes a lot of sense, and it sounds like it's going to be a powerhouse. So I'll be interested to see how it plays games. Website Axios reported that Ubisoft massive studio head David Polfett has resigned after sixteen years with the developer. I guess he's tired of working on a Avatar game. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 will return to the PlayStation Store on June 21st, CD Projekt Red announced. But Sony, on the other hand, has warned players that the game is still unstable (laughs) on PS4 and advised players to play on either PS4 Pro or PS5. That's interesting. So basically, um, don't buy it if you're on the original PS4. Correct. The hit roguelike dungeon-crawling game Hades from Supergiant Games will finally come to PS4 and PS5 on August 13th. Interested in checking that one out. Everyone's, everyone says universally that it's pretty good, so we'll see. 
Here you go, Travis. F1 2021 received a new features trailer this week, highlighting the game's various modes and systems, such such as the co-op career mode, single-player story mode called Breaking Point, cool name, and the management-based <laughs> My Team mode. What did you think about it? The co-op career mode looks cool. We talked about that before, though. This is the issue I always have with F1 games or F1 type games is like, you know, you're doing 20 races and it's a, it's a lot to ask. I think mm-hmm. even to do the races at 25%, it's a lot to ask uh, a lot of people to sit down and just pump out those 20 races for more than one year. Um, you know, for the, my team to mode to be interesting and in work, you almost need to do multiple seasons. And I just, I wonder how tedious that will get, you know, um, you know, NCAA football always kept itself fresh with recruiting and, um, you know, you could change conferences or whatever. There's, there were ways to keep it fresh. And plus, you know, it's, you know, it takes you 30, 40 minutes to play a game. So even on 2K, like there's the draft, free agency, you could do expansions. Like, I don't know. I just, I worry about that. You know, even a lot of streamers, they barely make it through one year. So that's interesting to me. And then if you do like, you know, people like, well, you could do five laps. Well, like, okay, five laps. Like, what do you? get out of five laps you don't really get much out of five laps as far as i'm concerned so you know i think i think something like breaking point is a a perfect example of of maybe what we'll get out of the ea ownership you know i wonder how much of this co-masters had in mind before they switched over but i think the more details we get the more it'll make that that might pan itself out a little bit but you know the co-op career mode is what makes me interested in it otherwise you know i'll just play 2020 so i did watch the trailer and I will tell you that it it looks pretty cool. I'm not going to lie to you. It, yeah. uh, for someone who doesn't play racing games per se and certainly doesn't play F1 games or mm-hmm. you know sim racing style games, it there's some compelling stuff there. So I don't I don't know if I'll be there at launch, but if if the game ever gets a a decent sell, mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to try and check it out with you because I saw some things that tickled me. If it's Codemasters, it'll definitely go on sale. But you know. There's so much like before you do the race, there's like, you know, programs you can run and these programs like okay. they teach you about the track and, you know, help set up your fuel strategy and your tire strategy and this, that, and the other. But uh, they also give you resource points and fans so, like the resource points you use to upgrade like your aero department or, or your powertrain department or whatever. So it's like on one hand, like, yeah, you could simulate all those, but it's like when you simulate on FIFA and don't do the training, you know, you'll just get like random results you won't always get a's so you won't get okay. as much resource points but but you'll get to do the races quicker and get through the season faster does that make sense yeah you know i, I find those i do those things because it, it helps familiarize me with the track because it's like you know it's not nascar you're not turning left <laughs> you know there's like a lot of shit going on there's going to do 185 yeah. one turn left. and then like and then two like you know running the track at time trial with nobody around you versus like now there's cars around you in practice like all of that kind of makes the game uh gives it more depth and more legs as as you like to say but mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm interested how all this play into that like you know who who's going to be I don't know, I just feel like it's hard to find two people that are really going to co-op a game like that. You know, I think yeah. that you'd have to almost make it a short season and do maybe 10 races or something. Right. Well, we'll see. See how it goes. Next nugget here. Website Push Square reported that Sultry Erotic Horror Title, Lust from Beyond, is getting a much tamer <laughs> version on PS4, allowing console owners to experience the PC-only game but without the adult-only content at some point in the future. What is what is the adult only content? Because I read that as less from behind, and I thought I can see that. 
And then, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it was very sexual. Great. My understanding. Very titillating. Well, I wonder if that'll run on the base PS4. <laughs> Have all them pixelated boobies. Pixelated titties. <laughs> very titillating. <laughs> Post-apocalyptic FPS RPG Chernobylite will launch on July 28th nice. on PS4 and will come later this year to PS5. Can we fucking release this game? Dude. Been, it's been in the news for fucking 52 episodes. <laughs> it really is. We get these quite often. I think there's another one later on that we've talked about about 15 times. Also, time-bending strategy first-person shooter Limnus Gate will launch on August 3rd on PS4 and PS5. Fantasy RPG Solstice from publisher Modus Games and developer Reply Game Studios will launch on PS5 sometime next year. Godfall publisher Gearbox finally confirmed that the game will indeed be coming to PS4 on August the 10th, which launches alongside the Fire and Darkness expansion for the game. Publisher Devolver Digital announced side-scrolling samurai action game Trek to Yomi and that it will be coming to PS5 sometime next year. The game looks dope. It is. I watched the trailer. I think I sent it to you guys or you sent it to us. I can't remember, but it looks you awesome. You did. You sent it to me. I watched it. It looks awesome. Cartoon dodgeball game Dodgeball Academia will make its way to PS4 at some point in the future. Far Changing Tides was announced during the PC gaming show and is a sequel to Far Lone Cells that will release later this year on PS4 and PS5. Virtual reality traffic management simulation <laughs> Traffic Jams will come to PSVR on August 26th. <laughs> Watch the trailer for this. It looks hilarious. Is it like the <laughs> Surgeon game? It's like the Surgeon game, but with traffic and cartoon characters. Even, yeah. even better. Yeah. Back for Blood developer Turtle Rock Studios revealed this week that only the game host will need to own the DLC in order for everyone else in the party to play it. That's pretty mm-hmm. neat. How liberal. Yeah. It's very neat. Very communistic. Also, hand-drawn action RPG Tales of Iron was announced for PS4 and PS5, and it features Doug Cockle, <laughs> the, the voice of Geralt from The mm-hmm. Witcher, Travis, <laughs> as the game's narrator... But no release date was given. Are you excited for Mr. Doug Cockle? Yeah, is he in Beyond the Beyond the Lust or Lust from Beyond or whatever it's called? <laughs> he, he, he might be. <laughs> Doug Cockle. Yeah. Um, great okay. voice, though. Great nice voice. Set of, nice set of pipes on that guy. Yeah, great cock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a pipe on that guy. Also, Hood, Outlaws, and Legends received a new free map this week called Mountain. Really, real original, a snowy locale in a first round of post-launch content. <laughs> is it just called Mountain, or is it actually called Mountain, it's the called, snowy locale? No, it's called Mountain. That's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's all my right. understanding. My understanding. They, they, these guys probably name all of Ubisoft's games for them. No wonder. <laughs> also, an Epic Game Store listing for Final Fantasy VII Remake appeared this week and indicates that a PC release is forthcoming. Also, along those lines, an Alan Wake remastered file was also discovered on the Epic Game Store, which makes sense because Remedy Entertainment, the developer of Alan Wake, and Epic Games have a publishing agreement for several games. EA Originals and Narrative Adventure Game Lost in Random was reconfirmed to be coming sometime this year by developer Zoink Games, who previously released PSVR game Ghost Giant. Call of Duty Warzone received 120 frames per second support on PS5 in an update this week. A native PS5 version of A Plague Tale Innocence will release on July 6th, which is rumored to be a July PlayStation Plus title. 
Sony is bringing back the system firmware update beta program to PlayStation 5. Users can sign up now on the PlayStation website for a chance at being a beta tester. I feel like I signed up for that on the 4. I think you did. After having my brick experience with my PS5, there's no (laughs) way in hell I'm going to sign up to be a beta tester for the firmware. No thanks. (laughs) Brick my shit, guys, please. Yeah, it's called the brick brick tester (laughs) beta. My wife said, "My wife said, well, what does it mean that that the system is bricked?" And I was like, "Because uh, it's, it's as useless as a, it's as useful as a fucking brick. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. That's all it is at that point. It's a brick. <laughs> that's good. Also, Tetris Effect multiplayer expansion connected will come to PS4 and PSVR as a free update sometime in July. It takes two, the latest co-op game from Joseph Ferris and Hazelight Studios that we just mentioned in the MPD." data a minute ago has sold over 2 million copies worldwide travis which, which means that by some simple math here 4 million players have played that game does it mean that i believe so yeah well wouldn't it just mean that one wouldn't it just mean that 2 million people have played it no because they all had to play with somebody and you because it has a friend pass you don't have not every, well, oh, like oh, said, the I, friend pass sorry i got yeah. you i, I guess it could i guess it could technically be less than 4 million like if two of those people played together so i see what you're saying yeah you're right but let's just say more than 2 million people have played. So fuck me. I'm, I'm a dumb American. I don't know how to do math. Well, they don't even know what a million is in Australia. Don't they call it something else down there? Probably. Don't they use Wait, euros stopped, or something? <laughs> I, stopped counting, I stopped learning how to count after two because that's the number of world wars we won. <laughs> I got all the way to three for Dale Sr., so. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's just about that Britain. <laughs> EA Sports PGA Tour has acquired the licenses to the U.S. Open, Torrey Pines Golf Course, and the Country Club, whatever that is, as well as the U.S. Amateur Championship. It's the Country Club. I, yeah, sure. <laughs> Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes are your cover athletes for Madden NFL 22. Okay. And a PS4 version of Demon Souls remake has been discovered by Twitter account and PlayStation Game Size, but does not necessarily mean that the game is coming to PS4, as it was reported later today that that. That file is about four years old, so it potentially could mean that originally the game was coming to PS4, and then they later decided to move it to PS5, for instance. Mm. So don't get too rock hard. Website PlayStation Lifestyle reported new details on the upcoming World War Z aftermath, including that the PS5 version will not drop until early 2022, as we mentioned a minute ago, but will come with a free PS4 to PS5 upgrade. It will also include a Horde Mode XL game mode, which is only going to be available on PS5 and it will allow hundreds of zombies to be rendered at once in a wave-based survival mode. Cool. Sounds really cool. I think that's of the three games that Extraction and that other one Back for Blood this might be the one that I just wait for. Mm-hmm. Mystery thriller game Conway Disappearance at Dahlia View was announced for PS4 and PS5 and will release sometime this fall. How do you spell Delilah? Uh, I think it's D-E-L-I- L-A-H? I think that's Delilah. Oh. So I was like, hey there, Delilah. I heard this you one's... disappeared in Conway. <laughs> this one's Dahlia. This is Conway Twitty. Oh, this is the black Dahlia. Yeah. Heard you get cut in half in Conway. We can't find your <laughs> left nipple. Jeez. And then what happened to the black here. Dahlia? Didn't they cut off her tit or something? I don't remember, guys. I, I don't know. Ask Josh Hartnett. He was in a movie with about it. <laughs> I think you're going to say with the black dolly. I was like, dude, that really? <laughs> He's a fucking time machine. Uh, 
Also, Travis, the trial version of Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins has been extended to June 26th after launching with myriad technical issues. Custom Pro-style DualSense controllers are available from Hex Gaming on Amazon, and they come complete with programmable back buttons as well as various customization options from thumbsticks to colorways. They also run $249.99 US, by the way. Mm. Yeah. Website PlayStation Universe reported that a new rumor from Reset-era user Navtra suggests that a PlayStation showcase is coming in the next few weeks, and PlayStation also filed on June the 11th for a new trademark for PlayStation experience and psx that's cool for for allegedly a new or a new event that's forthcoming here so we'll see also realistic boxing game esports boxing club will be coming to ps4 and ps5 sometime later this year is that the thing you said we sent each other the thing about right yeah it looks really cool there's no way that's gonna be ready this year i can't believe that Mm -hmm. i know it looks really cool though Roguelike bullet dodging shooter Death Run TV will come to PS4 and PS5 at some point in the future. Republic Anniversary Edition was announced for PS4 and PSVR, but no release date was given. A physical edition will be coming via limited run games. A new Resident Evil game called Resident Evil Outrage is rumored to be in the works and will feature Rebecca Chambers as the protagonist. Is that the bitch in the big hat with a big ass? No, no, oh. that's the that's the vampire chick from this new one. Who's Rebecca Chambers? Is she like a gymnast or something? I don't know. I don't know anything about Resident oh. Evil. It's not for me. All right. Well, Rebecca, holler at us. Becca. Becky, da. Virtual reality thriller espionage sequel, I Expect You to Die 2, released <laughs> a new trailer this week and is confirmed to be coming out this summer on PSVR. Puzzle platformer Hoa is launching on PS4 and PSV- PS5 on August 14th. Website Gamatsu reported that narrative adventure game Button City will launch on PS5 in the third quarter of this year. India set action adventure game Raji and Ancient Epic Enhanced Edition will come to PS4 in the fourth quarter of this year. Sorry, that was um, that was just like an automated. That just exasperated. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> just India set action adventure game just sounds like. Oh God, it sounds like Prince of Persia, but with like the shitty Bollywood music. I, uh, yeah. It's another, it's a Prince of Persia ripoff, but that story-driven action-adventure game Arietta of Spirits will release on PS4 sometime this summer. 3D platformer Demon Turf has added PS4 and PS5 versions and will launch sometime this year. Retro-style action-adventure game Hunt the Night will release on PS4 at some point in the future. Action Rescue 2D platformer Fire Girl will launch on PS4 and PS5 sometime this fall, and it actually doesn't look bad. I watched the trailer for it. Mm. It's kind of neat. And you don't sound convinced. Investigation adventure game Broken Pieces will launch in the second quarter of 2022 on PS4 and PS5. Death's Gambit Afterlife, an expanded version of the original game featuring new levels, new bosses, and new weapons, will come to PS4 at some point in the future. Fantasy Yuri visual novel about paranormal investigation, Heart of the Woods, will release on PS4 and PS5 in August. What does that first part mean? What's a Yuri visual novel? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Oh. I, Yuri is Russian, right? Like Yuri Gagarin? You would think. Yeah. I don't know. I need somebody, I need a bigger nerd than me to tell me what like, that is. A visual novel it sounds like an adult picture book. Correct. Correct. <laughs> okay. I'm just, all right. <laughs> 
platforming game. Oh my. Tasomachi behind the Twilight will launch on PS4 sometime this year. Puzzle platformer, <laughs> A Tale of Paper, which I swear to God we've talked about about five times, will release on PS5 in the second half of this year. 90s inspired RPG, Sacrifier will launch on PS4 and PS5 mm. in 2022, and a Kickstarter campaign is now live. That's a name. Yes, that is. This is a name. Yeah. <laughs> Behind the Twilight. Okay, got that out. <laughs> Orcs Must Die 3 will come to PS4 on July 23rd, with the PS5 version coming later in the year after a period of exclusivity on Google Stadia. Multiplayer arena shooter <laughs> Raw Men. <laughs> Will launch on PS4 Five sometime this year. I, I didn't watch the trailer for that one, but it, I'm not watching the trailer called Raw. I'm not googling Raw Man either. Why? Just Google I, Raw Man. It's for it. This I think this is the part trailer. they cut out from Beyond the Lust or whatever that was called earlier. <laughs> yeah, it's the third different name I've given that game. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Big Rumble Boxing Creed Champions, which is also like the fifteenth time we've talked about this game, will release on PS4 on September the third. Little Tell Bronx series RPG Fuga Melodies of Steel <laughs> will launch digitally on PS4 and PS5 on July 29th. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rune Factory 4 Special will release on PS4 sometime this fall. Story of Seasons Friends of Mineral Town, which our friend Ryan is very excited about from the For the Players podcast, will come to PS4 this fall as well. Action-adventure game Eldest Souls will launch on PS4 and PS5 on July 29th. Beat-em-up action game River City Girls will come Mm. natively to PS5 alongside a physical version from limited-run games at some point in the future. Developer WayForward also announced River City Girls 2, which will launch on PS4 and PS5 sometime in 2022. So you'd assume that would come out after the first one. (laughs) (laughs) Right. All five Shantae games are coming Sweet. to the to the PS5 and will release free upgrades for PS4 owners of the games. 2D hack and slash platformer Blood Rain Betrayal Fresh Bites will release on PS4 and PS5 at some point in the future, including a physical edition from limited run games. Visual novel dating simulation game Plumbers Don't Wear Ties. <laughs> originally released in 1993 will come to ps4 and ps5 but no release date was given are they going to update it or is it just going to be like 18 bit (laughs) i hope not i hope there's no updates they just got it playing on ps4 and ps5 (laughs) here it is (laughs) developer piranha bytes announced elex 2 sequel to their sci-fi rpg which will release on ps4 and ps5 at some point in the future Former Xbox Series exclusive psychological horror game, The Medium, will come to PS5 on September the 3rd. Japanese RPG, Astria Ascending, will launch on PS4 and PS5 on September the 30th. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania will launch on (laughs) PS4 and PS5 on October 5th. Turn-based action game, Research and Destroy, it's a cool name, was announced for PS4 and PS5 and it will release sometime in October. RPG Glitched from publisher Digerati, Digerati, will come to PS4 sometime in early 2022. Publisher Koei Tecmo will will release Fatal Frame at Maiden of Blackwater for PS4 and PS5 sometime this year. The game originally launched on Wii U back in September of 2014. 3D puzzle adventure platformer Onorike will come to PS4 sometime later this year following a release on other platforms. Metroidvania-inspired hacking adventure game Recompile will launch on PS5 
sometime in August. And finally, Gamatsu reported that Rockstar Games announced they will be shuttering the PS3 version of GTA Online on December the 16th, as well as the online services for L.A. Noir and Max, Max Payne wow. 3 on September the 16th. And that is all for the news this week, and I'll turn it over to John Cena's ball bag for this week's <laughs> new games. <laughs> John Cena's ball bag was a guy. Was a guy that killed us <laughs> on chivalry last night. He did. He was ball bagging us all uh, night on chivalry. Uh, Cracked me up every time, though. <laughs> oh God. Okay. I love that PC does not where it does not care what you call yourself. Um, Correct. On June the fourteenth, we had catch the bowling balls, break through arcade. <laughs> That's pretty convenient. <laughs> uh, and space explorer on PS4. June the 15th saw the Elder Scrolls Online console enhances on the five great name guys. On the 16th, sorry, we had... Sorry, sorry, hang on. That should, <laughs> that should be that should be the Elder Scrolls Online console enhanced. <laughs> I made a typo and you said console enhances, which is not your fault. You type fucking anything I wrote right there. <laughs> I'm like, you're on back and you have to read this shit, uh, man. <laughs> I'm going to do that to you one day. The Elder Scrolls Online console enhances? Oh, wow. I'm so sorry. But why the fuck would they put an S on that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, June 16th. Carry on, on. June, on June 16th, we have Shadows of Adam, which sounds amazing. Tannenberg uh, and Verdun. Tannenberg and Verdun are like uh, World War One PC shooters. Politically correct shooters? Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's like that game that we played. Remember the game we played that came over? In, uh, enlisted? Yeah, it's like Enlisted, kind of. It has, it has that vibe to it. So if oh, you're gosh. into that and you're actually going to move as a squad, play around like a squad, and you have people to do that, perfect for you to play. And on June the 18th, we had Metro Exodus. Nice. And that's all. And that's, that's it. Yep, that's all for the new games this week. Travis, let's begin to close the show out here. A little bit differently this week. I want to talk to you about. Uh, uh-huh. well, <laughs> I want okay. to talk to you. <laughs> I want to talk to you about all of the shenanigans that are ongoing before we talk about what games we're going to be playing. I want to talk to yeah. you about these shenanigans with this abandoned game that's a horror survival game coming to exclusively to PS5. We supposedly, think. yeah, we think supposedly this year. Uh, and I want to talk to you about what, what all has been going on with that. So I really need to pull up this PlayStation Lifestyle article from earlier. You got your tinfoil hat on. I do. So first of all, I'm all in on this. Okay. <laughs> all in. I I mean, I, I, I don't, I'm not living, as I tweeted the other night, I'm not living and dying on it. And I'm just having fun with it. Like, oh, to yeah, me, it's fun. Yeah, it's just, it's just fun at this point is all it is. So. It, the fun part about it, you're get into this, but it's just like the amount of stuff that, yes, even if it's not real, it's the amount of coincidences would be astronomically small that it was a coincidence. Like it is insane. Yes. So let's let's dive into this. Now, I'll try to keep this as short as possible. So just for context, okay, Abandon is a psychological survival horror first person game that is supposed to be coming exclusively to exclusively to ps5 supposed to feature photorealistic graphics and all these survival mechanics and whatnot and it's coming from a team an indie studio that no one has ever heard of that has never made a game of consequence 
um, called Blue Box Game Studios that is allegedly based in the Netherlands, okay? They, about two months ago, got a standalone PlayStation blog, like, highlight post, like, introducing the game, mm-hmm. okay? And by, this by is the way, a, that would be like me and you getting one, based correct. off of what we know about the size of the studio. Allegedly, they have, like, seven employees, okay? This is also the game that is getting, supposedly, an interactive trailer app for PS5 on Tuesday, where you will supposedly be able to watch all of the game's future trailers rendering in real time on your PS5, okay? Mm-hmm. So not only is this team tiny, not only have they never made a game of consequence or circumstance before, they are also one of the first developers on PS5 to create an app to watch trailers in real time and real time rendering and you would on the think console. A team of seven people would have better things to worry about than an app. Correct. I mean, I, when I saw that, I thought, this is fucking weird. And then I didn't, didn't, didn't know anything about Blue Box or how small or big they were. I thought the idea mm-hmm. that this existed in the first place was like completely secondary to what I'm worried about as a video game consumer. Right. So fast forward, or let's rewind rather a little bit here. So if you'll remember back before Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain was revealed, okay, Hideo Kojima first began teasing the game just as The Phantom Pain from a studio called Moby Dick Studios, okay? Had a logo, had everything, but it had a trailer, and the director of the studio or head of the studio's name was Joe Kim Mogren, okay? This was back in the day. Well, long story short, that ended up being Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain, and, there, and Joe Kim is obviously an anagram for Kojima, and the rest of it was, it was all just a sham. And he loves to do this shit, okay? So, fast forward a little bit here. Let's, let's dive in here a little bit. So, the article that I mentioned just a minute ago was on April the 7th on the PlayStation blog. It was announcing the upcoming game. It was a teaser. And the post was written by a gentleman named Hassan Karaman, who claims to be the game director at Blue Box Game Studios. Okay. And it appeared to be just like any other blog post that Sony does for new games. And then a couple of months after that is when we, so just recently is when we got the announcement about the trailer app. Okay. Something that, like we said, not even a first party studio has done. Okay. Then this week, okay, on June 15th, the studio's Twitter handle, which is BB Game Studios, okay, which for those of you who have played Death Stranding will understand that BB is a character in the game in Death Stranding, okay? So the handle is BB Game Studios. Mind you, Blue Box Game Studios' Twitter picture is essentially an inverse of the PlayStation Studios logo, but with Blue Box Game Studios text in it. So they tweeted out on the 15th. They said, guess the name. Abandon equals first letter S, last letter L. Reveal closing in, hashtag PS5, hashtag exclusive. So immediately that sent the internet into a frenzy because Silent Hill, right? Mm -hmm. And there's been rumors that Kojima is working on a Silent Hill game. So people started going nuts. So then after all this, 
they tweeted again in the same day and apologized that they have no relation to Konami or Kojima and it was never their intention to tease Silent Hill and they apologize. So then this really sets things off. The funny thing about their follow-up tweets in this apology is that in one tweet, they refer to their game abandoned in quotations Mm -hmm. as if it's not real, okay? Or at least not the real name. Then moving on here, like I mentioned, the logo, very curiously, an inverse of the PlayStation Studios logo. Same font. Same font. Color scheme flipped perfectly. Instead of the black PlayStation logo, it's blue lettering. Instead of the white box, it's a black box. Mm-hmm. Instead of a black border, it's a white border. Now, this is where it really starts to take off. Not only does Hassan Karaman share the initials of Hideo Kojima, okay, HK, but after some translating of things back and forth from Turkish, who this game director is allegedly Turkish, you translate his name from Turkish to Japanese and then Japanese to English, and apparently Karaman translates somehow to Hideo, okay? So there's that. The other the other thing is that this developer has apparently put out some mobile games and apps that have like four, five, six downloads. This Hassan Karaman, this gentleman has. Now, one of the apps is not a game. It's it's a fitness app called GoFit XL. Okay. Mm-hmm which is under the health and fitness category. And the description of this app says that it is a personal training, in parentheses, PT program. That's the description. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tell us about PT. Uh-huh. Which we know that Kojima did PT uh, back in the day as a demo or teaser for Silent Hill before that got shuttered on April the 27th of 2015, which is about the time that this new studio popped up was in 2015. It was it was founded exactly one year after the after the release of the PT demo, which released in 2014. So one year to the day, Blue Box Game Studios was founded, and supposedly based in in the Netherlands. Combine that with the fact that in 2016, Hideo Kojima announced that he had set up a satellite studio for Kojima Productions, based in the Netherlands. Okay? Continuing on here. There is the Death Stranding Director's Cut trailer from Summer Game Fest, which features Norman Reedus and the Magical Fetus, and he's (laughs) wearing a blue suit, and he's jumping into a box. Not only that, but on the back of his suit, which I can confirm that is not in the original game, the back of his suit for this teaser trailer for Death Stranding Director's Cut, has a Netherlands national flag on the back. Now, why? Why would it have that? <laughs> you know who you sound like right now? Who? You sound like, uh, what's the guy that was telling us all the frogs were gay and they were like eating our children? Um, oh, Alex uh, Jones? Like Alex Jones. Like you, <laughs> like you smoked a bunch of weed. You're on Joe Rogan right now. And Joe Rogan's like, yeah, pull that up, Jamie. Tell me more. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. To be honest with you, if I hadn't read the article myself, I would have thought that. But it seems like since that trailer came out, this is all the shit kicked off. So anyway, then people start to find 
they find Mr. Hassan Karaman on PlayStation Network. They find his profile. says he's a verified user. His which is rare. Ta- which, yes. His gamer tag is Sneaky Warrior, first of all. Great name, by the way. He's also, a, he's also been playing something called Siren Head, which does not exist on the PlayStation Store. Which the art for Siren, or the name of Siren Head is actually Demon Blood, but the artwork says Siren Head. Okay, so things that we cannot play. Then his kind of gamer picture for his profile says DevCon 2021, which isn't a thing as far as I know. So there's a ramification there, an implication there that it's a con by a developer. One of the other compelling things is that when you find, when you link to the YouTube account that's on this PSN account, the YouTube channel is called 2727, and Silent Hills was confirmed as canceled publicly on April the 27th of that year that it was canceled. And then finally, the really last compelling piece of evidence here is that, other than the, the studio set up in the Netherlands, in the teaser video for Abandoned, at, a, at the 49-second mark, there's a graffiti on a wall on a building that says, Kill the Trespassers. And then there's a tree blocking the letters T and the, and then P and Trespasser, or PT, as you might have gathered. And then, okay, then one more thing. This is pretty, this is pretty, and <laughs> I swear I'm done. The last thing is that apparently Jeff Keighley shared a direct message from Twitter from Mr. Hassan Karaman, okay? Shared a screenshot of it and of Hassan asking to help him reveal his game sometime later this summer. And people started asking Jeff Keighley about this, and he said, oh, I'm waiting for some pictures from Hassan Karaman that he's supposed to be sending me to prove that, you know, it's it's really not Kojima, it's his own game, and so forth and so on. Well, as you know, Keighley was, Keighley was in on the original kind of shenanigans with Metal Gear Solid V The Phantom Pain back in the day. So, and we all know that Keely and Kojima are close. They have a close friendship. They, I mean, Kojima was just on Keely's Summer Game Fest show. He's usually the, the one that Kojima talks to and makes his announcements with and so on and so forth. So there's just way too much in closing. There's way too much smoke for there not to be fire. There's way too much smoke for this not to be Kojima. It might not be Silent Hill, but there's way too much pointing to the fact that this is Kojima in some form or fashion. Do you have any thoughts about my tinfoil theory here? As you know, I'm a, I'm a major subscriber of Occam's Razor. Mm. For those of you who don't know what that is, it means the simplest solution is usually the answer. Mm-hmm. And that applies to almost everything, as far as I'm concerned. So yeah. in this situation, there's three options. One, Kojima is just fucking with everybody. And it's and it's going to be a huge reveal, and it's what everybody thinks it is on the conspiracy side. The second option is it's not him; it's just a really big fan who is mimicking the things he would do. That that could be an option. And then the third option is um, none of the above. It's just a game that's being made, and all these all these things are just coincidences. So, what mm-hmm. is? the most likely to me. Well, I think you could take the coincidences off the table because there's too many. There's just too many. You know, it's, it's like when, when you like hear about detectives talking about crimes, when you hit a, a coincidences or they happen all the time, it's sometimes just fucking crazy ones that happen. But 
what makes somebody guilty circumstantially is when there's just so many circumstances that are just coincidences. You cannot ignore them. So I think that's where we are with this. We know it's not, it's not a coincidence. Correct. So the, the, the last two is, is there somebody who is so clever, more clever than Kojima that they started this, you know, in 2015 and, and with the foresight that in six years, this would this would happen or something like this would happen like isn't that outrageous that seems really outrageous so to me the simplest answer is it's something kojima's doing that's the simplest answer to me out of everything and the funny part is is when you go over everything it just sounds so fucking crazy like you're even like on the 49 second mark it's like we're watching (laughs) like we're watching that bigfoot video where he's walking across and it's shaking you know they're like yeah at the 30 second mark his head tilts left humans can't do that like that's what we were doing and but when you take a step back and add it all together, it 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 Dude. you know it makes sense. It's an equation that makes sense. He is the only person in video games who would do this, who would literally be doing this for six years, right. setting this up. Right? I mean, and he might I, not. I, have, I've really enjoyed it. He might not have initially meant to do that. He might have just. Sure. To, he might have. Oh, let's let's set up this thing over in the Netherlands. I can use it, or we'll use it for something. I don't know. And then. 12 months later, all of a sudden stuff starts, starts, you know, spinning in his head. He's like, I'm sure. working on Death Stranding, but I got all this going on in the background. Cause he seems like he's the type of guy that just always has stuff going on, like always. Yeah. And, you know, like we talked about earlier that, you know, he, he put out a picture of him eating lunch and you can see the Sony logo in the background from the picture. He put out some other thing about, you know, made it kind of seem like he was working with Sony again. And then, of course, like we talked about like a month ago, all those Microsoft rumors with Kojima. I mean, I could see him starting those rumors just to set this up. Sure. Absolutely. None of this is like as weird and crazy as it all is. When you think about it's Kojima, nothing seems out of place. Like it just seems like, oh, this is a thing he's doing. So I, I have a live update. Okay. I have a live update here. Oh, here we go. So, all right, so Blue Box last night teased that blue does not stand for not does not refer to a color. It stands for something else. Okay, an emotion. They said they would, they said they would reveal it twenty four hours later. So now, since we've, since we've been recording this, they have said that this stands for best level user experience. Okay, blue stands for unique gameplay interactions with unparalleled user experiences. Okay, so I replied from the podcast Twitter handle. <laughs> I said, what about Box? Question mark. They replied to us. Oh, Blue Box Studios replied to us? Yes. They I'm said, so excited. They, they replied soon, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> this is amazing. This is outrageous. So anyway, so it's we're not done there. We're not done yet. So then I guess we'll see. I mean, because the app comes out on Tuesday. Or, you know, we'll have to see what that is. But I've I've just been blown away by all of this. And. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. It's been a lot of fun. I, I don't know. I've enjoyed it. It's, 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 I tell you what, it's been hell of a marketing for them. And none, nonetheless, they've gained in the past three, maybe three and a half days. They've gained like, they've gained 15,000 followers <laughs> on their maybe, Twitter. <laughs> maybe we so. should get Hassan on the podcast. Oh, maybe we should. You, why don't you, why don't you DM him? Have you seen all of these? Have you seen all these Photoshop pictures of Hideo Kojima where they people have been putting like a blonde wig and mustache on Hideo Kojima, <laughs> making him look like a Netherlands guy, whatever, a Danish guy, whatever? That's amazing, <laughs> hilarious. It's like, hey, I'm Hassan Karaman. <laughs> That's what they say. Oh, it's been so good. All right, well, let's get off the. Let's take the tin foil hats off. 
but uh, I felt like we needed to talk about that because it's really kind of taken the video game and really the PlayStation world by storm this week. But that's where we stand as of right now. So let's close out here by discussing what we're going to be playing in the week ahead. You go ahead. Well, I guess I'm going to get um get Steven Edge back to uh back to the Premier League where they belong again. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to keep uh there's a there's a striker called Elliot List. He's on the team in real life. Uh, he played left wing to start the year. They moved him to striker. He's he's the fastest kid in the world. I'll probably keep him the whole time just because I like him in, in real life. So he'll stay on the team. I still haven't found a goalkeeper, by the way. It's been the hardest thing in the world to find. Usually is. Outside of that, uh, I'm going to keep cranking out chivalry, keep grinding it out. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, we could pretty much platinum it just playing the game. I think... Um, 70 60 percent of the way to a to a i think 500 or a thousand kills i can't even remember now so uh i've almost got that i've almost got my 100 kills in every category so i think i'm like where were we last night like 42 44 percent of the trophies we already have yeah yeah so that's not bad um Mm -hmm. i'm sure we'll throw in some operation tango and try to platinum that um I haven't looked up the tracks for GT Sport next week. It kind of depends on what they are. I'm just kind of bored with the daily races, to be honest, because they've they've repeated the, the same types of cars and tracks so many times. Like, I, I wish they would just do something fucking weird. Like, it's a VW bus at Brands Hatch, or it's a uh, whatever. It's a 1970 Corvette at Laguna Sega. Just something different that you know we could do because it's always like G3 cars at. The Nurburgring. It's like we've done this seventy-five times. Like, I don't know. I just I would like for them to be a little bit more creative. So maybe they'll do that. But um, hmm. the creativity on that side has really went down since they announced they're developing GT Seven. So that's probably part of it. I mean, they're just they're probably just not worried about it. Just like do whatever. Right. It doesn't matter. But anyway, <laughs> um, that's about it. Really, I don't have anything else playing unless something something crazy pops up. Yeah, maybe a uh, new teaser for blue box game studios and abandoned pops up on tuesday or something like that yeah i'll download it to my playstation to watch it on my tv right well i'm going to play chivalry 2 as well with you and operation tango i think we can definitely beat operation tango this week and maybe start in on a on a second playthrough we'll see how it goes but and then other than that i will continue on with ratchet and clank i think i'm about like 25 percent complete with the game Mm -hmm. Um, it's not a not a very long game so I'll probably be done with that hopefully by the end of the month or so. And then one other thing that I have to add on my plate here is Metro Exodus. I have been waiting for the PS5 upgrade for this, and it's it's quite the upgrade from what I understand, including ray tracing and extensive DualSense controller support with the triggers and haptic feedback and whatnot. So pretty excited to check that out. I have it downloaded and ready to go hoping to get some time to check that out this weekend but i really enjoyed the first two on ps4 so hoping that i enjoy this one as well that's really it so with that travis let's get out of here if you guys enjoyed the show don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode and you'll have them right there for you on monday morning on your podcast app also if you prefer to watch on youtube you can do that as well at the DualSense podcast and you can also catch some of our game streams and clips there and also if you want to discuss Maybe some Blue Box Game Studios theories with us on Twitter. <laughs> Find us at the DualSense Pod. And uh, the last thing, and really the most important, is if you have a friend or a loved one who you think may enjoy a PlayStation podcast such as this, they can get all of the week's news and rumors and more in the world of PlayStation in less than 90 minutes, then please share them with us. 
All right. You guys take care. Have a good week. Stay safe. Bye-bye.